I'm going to talk to the audience. Hello, audience. You're an audience. And you listen to us ramble. I'm going to take you in the bathroom, audience, and make you listen to me poop. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Why do you feel like you have to make them listen to you poop? Of uh, Because they need to know. It's a need-to-know basis, and they need to know. Okay, well, what, where's the need to need in the need to know part of that? They need to know how it sounds when I poo. I don't think they need to. They do. Trust me. I know. Oh, okay. Good. I know the need to know. Oh, all right, then. Yep. All right. So, Aaron, uh, before we get into the intro, we should preface that this is going to be a two-part catastrophe section special. It sure is going to be a two-part catastrophe section special, Jams. So why don't you tell them about your love for... The eponymous Rob, played by Rob Schneider, Aaron's second, oh, Aaron's second favorite comedian, next only to Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, uh huh. Number two on my hot comedians to watch list out of two. Number one, Carry the Label Guy. He labels things in supermarkets. That's four ninety five. That's four ninety five. That's five ninety five. Second up, Rob Schneider. Woo, he's a Guy that was in a couple movies in the 90s. And then he made this show. <laughs> I mean, I guess he had Deuce Bigelow and all that stuff and like the, the aughts, but fucking nobody cares about those. Oh, Aaron. Nobody loves those. Apparently, he actually did a show called Rob on CBS about him impressing his wife's in-laws who like his uh, his in-laws who are Mexican. And it was, oh. yeah, let's see. Uh, I think it only ran for like half a season. And then, you know, because it sucked probably and had low ratings because nobody likes him. Um, of course. It probably got axed. Oh, I'm sure it did. How did he, how did he have that fail? But then like, yeah, but you know, we could do Netflix in a couple years. Like, how did they pick this up? That's insane to me. Oh, s- Nobody's. There's no, like, diehard Rob Schneider fans out there, as far as I know. I mean, uh, that's the probably my one quibble with the sh- with real, like, my biggest quibble with real Rob yeah, is that there that are it, not that many Rob Schneider fans. They're just like, you can't do it. Fuck you, Holmes. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. They should be. Oh, right. We should probably, like, you know, intro the show. Oh, we yeah. Didn't, oh, uh, yeah, we didn't do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Go. Well, you know, the intro consists of, you know, a couple ingredients. You got, you know, you got the name of the show. You got to introduce the host. And then you got a theme song. Real Rob Schneider's coming at your door. He's going to knock, knock, knock on your door. And he's going to answer it. You're going to answer it. Say, hey, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's going to smack you in the dick and be like, goodbye. He's going to run down the street. Going to run down the street and find more penises to slap or vaginas. Whatever you got, he's going to slap your genitals. Rob Schneider's going to slap you you're right in the genitals. Say hodgepodge Boop. of all the shows put together, but in a real bad way. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. 
All right. Well, today on this uh, catastrophe episode, catastrophe, we watched the first four episodes of Real Rob on Netflix, oh. which is a show. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's a show with Rob Schneider, your favorite comedian. Oh, he's on TV, but not because it's Netflix, but kind of because you can and play Netflix. Aaron's favorite TV. comedian. Yeah. Top, top billing. Oh, so good. It's a, it's a thing. He's like the <laughs> Bill Murray of lifeless comedy. <laughs> He's like the Bill Cosby to rapists. I mean, his humor does do harm to people in a way that Bill Cosby. It does, unlike another show we did. Yes. Which did no harm. Yes. <laughs> Well, so much for that do no harm. Oh, So much for do no harm, eh? Oh, now I just want to watch that again instead of this. Because Cameron, can we not watch Real Rob and watch Do No Harm again? But it's only half hour episodes. Oh, it sure did not feel like it. <laughs> how, did it how much did it feel like? It felt like they were hour long episodes. Everyone was like, this is still going? How is this possible? All right, so let's get right into oh, it. The oh, uh, before we <laughs> okay, before we ahead. get right into it, I do want to preface. Okay, so I looked up Rob, the sitcom that he pitched to CBS, the king, uh, like the broadcast network king of ratings that people still watch. Mostly old people. They're like like huge in like the Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, Two and a Half Men. Yeah. So they're huge, like, in the ratings still. The McNelson ratings still look. So most of, if not all, of their shows are profitable. So it looks like Rob, um, um, and in promos, it has the Spanish exclamation point in front and in the back upside down. Oh, boy. Um, holy shit, did Cheech Marin play? Yes! Oof. Yes, Who? Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong plays his father-in-law. Wait, what? What? He played his Mexican father-in-law. Yep. Okay. Oh, so, Cameron, I feel another show coming on. We might have to do more Rob maybe. Schneider. Uh, so the synopsis oh. reads that the series follows Rob, a former lifelong bachelor and landscape architect with OCD. Wait, up. All right, that's sure. That's a lot of character detail. That's a mm. who mar That's a thing. Yeah, and he marries into a tight knit Mexican American family and attempts to be closer to them, often ending in disastrous results despite his good intentions. He's probably just like, "How you guys are good at jumping fences, right?" <laughs> hey, how about those tortillas, bros? <laughs> Do you know where I can find some extra one of you to fix my toilet and steal my silver soap tray? Yeah, I know you guys hang out outside Home Depot a lot. <laughs> Jokes. That's funny, right? It's funny because racism's hilarious. No, oh, man. Cameron, you know what I love? What? Racism. Oh, isn't it funny? <laughs> it's so funny. Like whenever someone starts with a start, like if I go to a comedy club and I sit down in the back and I get like a Jack and Coke and I'm just sitting there and the first guy comes on and he's just like, my wife does this. Whoop-a-doop-a-doo. Boring. Next guy comes on. Crazy hobo. Got a beard. 
weird trench coat covered in mustard stains, and the first line out of his mouth is, you know those things about those blacks? Like, oh, I know I'm in for a treat. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> so are you equating Rob Schneider's stand-up to a homeless person covered in mustard stains? Yelling about black people? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, he so much as alludes to it because uh, we'll we'll get more into like the explicit racism. Yes, there's a quite a lot, oh, a bit, and is there? It it is thick. It's it's it's, it's palpable racism. Yes, it, you could the best kind. I'd say you could cut through it with a knife, but I might. Oh, okay. Knife noise. Ow. I got him oh. with my knife. Okay. So Rob, the original one, actually had an actress because in real Rob, it's his real it's his real wife. Yeah, Patricia. it's his actual human wife. Yeah, his actual human, not alien. No, no alien, no mannequin wife. <laughs> Although if it was like a Lars and the real Rob like situation, Ooh, it was just like some shitty blow up doll and half the face is like rubbed off. But it wouldn't Ooh. it wouldn't have like the nuance or heart that like Lars and the real girl is. It's just, oh, no, it'd just be like, I got to go home and fuck that. And he's carrying it in a supermarket like, oh, wouldn't it be great? It'd be great. <laughs> is if <laughs> the the series had like a split format where it's Rob thinks that he is married and having sex with a sex doll. And then the other half is his real wife. Like the sex doll thinks that it's real and has a Rob Schneider sex doll that it has its own adventures with at the other half of the episode. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That might work. Just all the sex dolls in the world. Although all the fuck dolls. The the fact that anybody would want to have sex with Rob Schneider is baffling. Yeah, more offensive than the idea of incest. I mean, he does he we did learn one thing. He doesn't have that buff guy fuck perfume. Oh, oh no. <laughs> they got that fuck perfume. <laughs> and all because Stalker tells him that. And that's his name. All right. <laughs> The first shot of the show is is him having sex with his wife, and the wife's just like, you can't touch my boobs. And he's like, but I like touching your boobs. And she's like, I got to breastfeed the baby. And he's like, can I touch one? And she's like, okay. Oh, I want to touch boobs. That's, that's the setup to this show. I thought it'd be something more like he's walking down the street and then a wacky clock. Like, you know, I thought it'd be more offensive and absurd, not just like boring. He wants to touch boobs. Great. You know, I wanted more of a terrible bang at the front. Yeah. You'd rather have a disap. Yeah. I was disappointed. Yeah. This is like to say that raw real Rob is its own show would be like calling. I don't know. It's like he, took a bunch of other shows and put it into a trash can and tried to keep the lid of tried all that story. And then just it. like poured glue on it. And it's just like, that'll stick together. <laughs> and then it just kind of got left out. There's the, uh, he does like, okay. So the show, it's hard to explain because it's terrible and crazy. Um, So part of the show is, so the main part of the show is like, scenes 
with him and his wife and his assistant and his daughter and fuck perfume buff guy and all those characters and people and stuff. I call them characters, but that's generous. Um, and that's like the main part of the show. But then they like cut away to his stand up, which they're taking from like Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, like from taking from like Seinfeld and Louie and all those shows. Even Mary. And then he has. Yeah. And then he has really weird interviews, like a fucking re- reality show. Yeah, it's like a reality show, Access Hollywood, or I, the best example of that would be like a Parks and Rec or The Office. Yeah, but like not in character. Yeah. So he's like actual Rob. Schneider, excuse me, talking about it, but rather than having like thematic, excuse me, consequences, or it be or anything, in the scene, yeah, and they can't if decide because the thing that makes like okay, so Marin may be ripping off Seinfeld, but at least he's not doing stand up; he's recording his podcast and personalized yeah. into the intro. So yeah, that's different. Real Rob doesn't just want to have one of those. It wants to have all of those formats. So it doesn't have just stand up to reveal like what he's learned, which is, is amounts to nothing over the course of the first four episodes. No, it's just like, this is falling flat. Let's cut to some of my stand up and his, you know, everyone loves Rob Schneider's stand up. Oh, you know, he's famous for the revolutionary men are like this and women are like that humor it's he's revolutionary for my lo- my wife does the things wives do you know what i mean man ha <laughs> toilet seats should stay up right because then people people sit on toilet seats i don't get it why don't you no i don't, nah. why don't they have different genitals than us <laughs> i like to have coitus with my wife's occasionally I enjoy placing my genitalia inside of her genitalia. Her genitalia are differently configured than mine are. <laughs> and you know the best way to open up any anything starring Rob Schneider is to have it be a him fuck. Yeah, have it start with his sex life and have a negotiation yeah. happen. Yeah. A negotiation for touching his wife's boobs. Also, I don't... The whole time during that scene, I just thought, can't he just go wash his hands? Because she... Yeah. She says that he, like, oh, you scratch your balls every five seconds, and I'm like, okay. You have bacteria. Okay, well, then I'll just go (laughs) wash my hands. What's the big deal? All right, I'll wash my hand, and you wash your boob. Done. Yeah. And plus, it's not like... The baby, like, do you go and breastfeed the baby or, like, pump milk for later directly after you have sex? I mean... I mean, I do. Wait, you... Mm-hmm. Moving on. All right. <laughs> oh, and it and it bears repeating now, like that song. Um, Rob... Yes. The one, the failed Rob one, was funded by CBS, ran for eight episodes conveniently... And was canceled despite having, you know, semi-decent ratings. Real Rob was wholly funded, produced, written, and directed by Rob Schneider. Oh, so that's why they picked it up. Yes. All right. And he's like, well, it's already paid for. We'll just put it up. 
then you we'll give you some money for it. It's almost like that instead of paying to produce it. It's almost like you know that scene in the first or second episode where he's talking to the development people and they're saying yeah, that's in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, and they're saying, um, well, we like it, but would you mind if it starts someone else? And he's like, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna pay for it myself and give it to Netflix. Yeah, because he okay. So the first episode, like this show, feels like it's. It, it's supposed to be like your because ch- Rob's the, Rob's the main character, right? So you're supposed to be like cheering for him. You know, he's the protagonist. We we're supposed to like him, but every single scene he's in, he's just like, man, my gluten free all natural protein shoes aren't good enough. And hey, you weren't here three hours. Ago. You're 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 thirty minutes late. And he's like, oh, my wife kicked me out last night. And he's like, that's not an excuse. Fuck you. Why do you have your things in your car? Ah. Like everything is just, he's the biggest fucking dick bag on the planet. And he, the best part is, is he wrote this. So he wrote himself to be the biggest dick bag. I, it's, you're supposed to root for him. And he's just like, bah, fuck you guys. You were oh, also in the, se- <laughs> the, the most baffling part is in the second episode. The penis episode, part one. <laughs> Hooray. Aaron, Great. Aaron's favorite. Ooh. Aaron's favorite episode. I don't know. Part two is really good. I know, but they didn't talk about giving <laughs> Rob Schneider a vasectomy in the first in the second one. Right. Well, speaking of vasectomies, he makes he gets his <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, he makes his he gets his assistant high, or his assistant is already high on uh on marijuana. And then he's like, well, let's go get you a vasectomy so I know what it feels like. (laughs) And then he does it. He makes his assistant get a vasectomy (laughs) and later revealed to be a colonoscopy also. Wait, so do you think Rob knew at the time that he was going to make him get a colonoscopy? Yeah, because uh, Rob says later, he's like, yeah, I have to get that in a few years, too. Might as well get it all done now. Also, I'm imagining that clinic, that clinic is both, does both colonoscopies and vasectomies on the same day in the same location. I don't know if, all right, do general practitioners do vasectomies or do like Planned Parenthood or like, uh, I think it's your ballologist. I don't know because general practitioners can give prostate examinations. Yeah, well, that's like an exam. That's not like cutting your your dangles. Yeah, open. I think that might take a specialist, maybe or yeah, I don't, I don't I, remember what the name is. I think it's probably. A, I think it's urologist. I don't know. Yes, the dick doctor, <laughs> the one what goes about your dangly bits, even if you don't have dangly bits or you have vaguely yeah dangly bits but, because you're not on the gender spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean. You either have testicles or you don't really, to be fair. But yeah, or you that's, have a that's a that's like something. a that's a binary thing is testicles or no testicles. I would assume oh. that you can't. I mean, you can have like one testicle, but that's still a testicle. What, anyway, what really sucks. And then a, oh, what really sucks about mammals is that about being human is that evolution really, really sucks because most other animals testicles are on the inside, not the outside. Yeah. No, ours are just kickable. Yep, they're the best kickable things in the world. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, it's hard to kick a dog in the balls, <laughs> unless it's a pit bull. 
Trust me, I've tried. Pitball. Yep, a pit ball. Yo, a pit no, ball. a pit. Cameron, there's a pit ball in the ball pit. Oh, what? <laughs> there's a pit ball in the ball pit. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's just testicles in the, the testicle pit. And what if some? Cra- okay, hold on. <laughs> what if there's a, like a crazy East European doctor, like he's Ukrainian or whatever, Russian, and he just has like a ball pit, but it's all testicles. That's the next Bond villain. Yes, I am doctor who has ball pit. My name is Dick Brokov. Oh, no, don't put me in. I'm James Bond. I'm here to stop you. But oh, no, you have captured me. Oh, please do not put me in the testicle pit. Well, I guess after 25 films and cultural relevance that long outseeds any screenwriting villainy of originality, I guess I will have to be compelled by your plea for mercy to not throw you in the testicle pit. Hooray, I don't have to go in the testicle pit, but can you stop being all evil and blowing up? I guess I will reconsider things? after I after I laugh in confusion that you express by being thrown into the ovary pit. Oh no. Splash. <laughs> Sploosh. Coming up on James Bond. Next time on James Bond. James Bond goes to the store and buys a potato. <laughs> How much for this potato, barkeep? Barkeep. The potato is four dollars and thirty-three cents after takes. Is this is this hiked up because I'm British and wearing a suit? Of course. Oh, all right. Here, thank you, Idaho barkeep. You are welcome. I am from Idaho, <laughs> and this is Idaho also. Okay, so. Uh- I think one of the reasons I've pinned it down and it's apparent in the first episode of real Rob is that, so you know how sometime like predominantly in Seinfeld and curb your enthusiasm, they're not always likable characters. Uh huh. So curb your enthusiasm and Seinfeld. Well, specifically curb your enthusiasm. It does not show Larry David doing stand up, but it exposes like social norms that Larry David, he's just too honest of a guy sometimes and doesn't understand yeah. like these unwritten social cues. So that's funny. Yeah. It's like cringeworthy. Ricky Gervais does a similar thing on extras and the British office. And it's funny yeah. because it's like, oh shit, he got himself into that one again. Or Seinfeld, it's uncomfortable stuff like, you don't know my name, do you? Or, you know, things like that. They're yeah. actually legitimately they, funny things yeah. played straight by actual actors. Yeah. This, but this is just, I'm Rob Schneider, I'm rich. See, isn't it funny how rich people act that they're dickbags? I'm going to do that because I am rich. Yes, there is that level of understanding that like, oh, these people just don't get it. Yeah, it's not like in such a heightened universe like sunny in Philadelphia where their psychosis is enjoyable and creates its own alternate reality where you're like, this is entertaining. I they're deplorable, but it's funny because of how depraved it is. This is just like, wow, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, because he doesn't take it far enough to for it to be an actual joke. Yeah, all he does is play. It, it's like who's your caddy, but only it doesn't try to break stereotypes. It just shows stereotypes. Yeah, 
you didn't play up the stereotypes enough to break them. If that, if, if even that was what he was going for, yeah, which what? I don't think he was. He's he does it. I, I don't know. He's ugh. ain't no Hollaback girl. Ain't no boogaboo Hollaback girl. Ain't no Hollaback girl. All right, go ahead. Okay, and speaking of stereotypes, let's start with when his closet, which is not oh good an ordinary mm. closet, it's a mechan like a mechanic like a machine that opens it for him, and his he's like yeah, oh, it's like I got a keypad on it. I can't try to open it. Hey, wife, you're a minority of which some people being, you know, over. Represented hey, in, you're Mexican, in, you can open this. Being overrepresented in poverty, you might be more of a predilection towards crime systematically, right? Wife, you're Mexican. Can you open this? Latinos know how to break into things. And guess I can try Ming. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? She does. Because she knows how for to do that. Because stereotype. Hooray. Oh boy. Oh, I just so dumb. Aaron, don't you just feel so bad for someone who lives in a two million dollar house and has trouble opening their battery operated mechanical closet? Yeah. It's such a problem. I don't I you know, I relate a lot with my millions that I've uh successfully gotten through uh terrible acting and uh an unhumorous comedy. That I, I've gotten all that and uh, I got all a bunch of money. I just, I connect. I got, I got my 20 years younger wife. She's three. I'm married to her. And uh, I make her open doors for me. Oh. Sounds like a functional relationship. It's going well. I hope you don't get stuck in a well. Ha! <laughs> Help. I'm in a well. Help, I'm in a well. I'm stuck. Are you well-intentioned? <laughs> Never mind, I'll stay down here. I don't want to go up there anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and so his, his uh... Assistant Jamie, who he later makes, you know, get get a vasectomy. Yeah. Which I think is reversible, but still. It is. And he, oh, I, I wrote down, there was this line. He is talking to his, so his wife, over the course of the season, she wants to start a male dancer review show. Like, basically a strip joint. Yes. Yeah, and, like a good strip club, basically. And instead of Rob being supportive of his wife and saying, oh, that's a great idea because that is an underserved market. Yeah, basically what he says is, ow, my manhood, get these dicks out of here. <laughs> Makes me feel inadequate. <laughs> Which I'm a little baby. Although probably accurate in the bedroom department on him. I, it might be. I don't. I don't. But I don't know. But Aaron, you know that he's the a spermosaurus. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want your old sperm tiredly flopping into my vagina. She says after she has already had his baby. Yep. There, there, baby. That baby. That one there, that baby. That baby that looks nothing like either of them. Yeah. It's a stage baby. Well, no, it's their actual, you know. it's their actual baby. Yeah, I would assume so. The, um, what is it? Oh, what, what the fuck even happens in like the first episode? Let's go through the episodes. Um, well, oh, so he hires his stalker because Jamie doesn't show up to drive him to the thing. And his stalker, who is just called stalker, who, yeah, he doesn't have a name. Yeah. He's not a human. Yeah, he just sits in his car and he's like, hey, can you drive me to the place for the book signing? And also unrealistic, he has a book that's titled Real Rob. And people come up and ask him for signatures. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got you that organic juice that you like. After you ordered it at a place, I went up and asked about what additives you had added in there. Yeah. Oh, you're so good at this, stalker. Oh, it's so funny because you watch me and you know my schedule. Oh, oh boy. Stalking isn't a serious social issue that, that's commonly belittled in media, right? <laughs> Thanks, Stark. No, no, it's not. But then he takes him to the event and he's like, uh, he's he's sitting behind the counter and he's doing like, he's doing this weird like fake laugh. He's like, you can do it too. Uh, 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 to the to the people that are getting their book signs. He's just like, what's your name, Stephanie? Is that with a Stephanie? <laughs> like, oh, that was, I hate this scene so much. And then he's like, oh, but take the, fl-. dude comes up and he's like, can I get a, a picture with my wife? And he's just like, yeah, just take the flash off. Did you take the flash off? Takes a picture. Oh, look, flash. He's like, you fucked me on that one, didn't you? <laughs> like, he's just, just some conceited dick bag and it's not entertaining. He's, you. it's hard to watch him do anything. But anyway, the. The, the stalker comes up and he's like, here's her pen. Here's her phone. Oh, no, there's a bus of disabled people. <laughs> yeah. We better get out of here. And he's like, you're right. They take forever. Let's go. Wait, what is and he- he'd been there for all of a minute. <laughs> what does he mean? They take forever to disembark from the bus? Uh, to move because they're handicapped. Oh, yeah. So they're buying less books because they're differently abled. No, I just think... Like they take a while to move the line. Well, no, I think that they're there or to sign it or I, something. I think they're there for his book signing and he is literally yeah. discriminating against them based on ability because they take forever. Yeah. No, that's totally what hap- what's happening. Uh, I mean, then again, how, how do you find a busload of disabled people to be like, Hey everybody, let's all go buy Rob Schneider's book and have him sign it for us. There's not that. I mean, I don't think there's that many Rob Schneider fans in the world to fill one bus, let alone all enough for all of one bus to be a d- disabled. I don't know, Aaron. He was on Saturday Night Live for I don't know how long, but he was on Saturday Night Live for some amount of time. Yeah. I wonder who he fucked. Yeah. I wonder who he fucked to get that job. Himself. Oh boy. And then when he, I love some of these lines that just belittle stalking. He's telling his, the like stalker, 
which we're not being insensitive. That's just the name that they give to him. Even in his phone, when he gets a text, it it says from it says stalker. stalker. And yep. And he actually signs his text when he's like, "How did the stalker get my number?" In a later episode, he signs off as stalker. Yep. That's just his character name. He says, that's creepy that you know that, but in an awesome way. And then Stalker says, but in an awesome way, what I do. And Stalker looks like how someone in like 80s pedophile. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like the fact that he yep. does not buy a paneled van, like makes Rob Schneider rather filled with more restraint than I think him capable of. Yeah. Well, he's got that like the you know those eighties jackets where they're like the I don't know what material they're made of the the kind of plasticky feeling coats you know yes yeah it's like that and it's like blue so it's super eighties and then he's got his hair slicked back and like big fuck off glasses and then like the handlebar mustache and he's just some weedy dude and he's always hunched over and he's in like an old like seventies tan like sedan type thing oh. He looks. He is an '80s. He's from the '80s. He looks. I don't know how he got here. He looks like Scoop McNary in *Halt and Catch Fire*, but with a mustache. <laughs> Have you seen that yeah. show? Yeah, I saw a bit, quite a bit of it. Yeah, I, I think the second season should be on Netflix pretty soon. You should watch it. Yeah, I only watched like the first three, four episodes. But anyway. Oh, but yeah, he kind of looks like him, like the. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like like the dorkiest of dorkbergs. And also, Rob for, Schneider from Dork Sylvania is okay. So we'll, we'll get to the terrible husband bit, but there's also really weird, like Happy Madison esque lines where he's like, "What happened to our old nanny?" Because Patricia, who's not a very good actress, but she's the only real human being in the show with yeah. like motivations and like a real world perspective. Because she probably had a say in not being written as Rob Schneider wanted her to be. Uh, yeah. He says, what happened to the old nanny? You didn't need to hire an attractive one that you might leave me for, rightfully so. With his fuck perfume. Yeah. She she writes, the old nanny, she got injured walking the dog. Yep. Walking the dog. <laughs> and then it cuts to a pic, cuts to a shot. Of some random lady being dragged along by a dog. And then it cuts back. We never see this dog. What happened nope. to that dog? Oh, yeah. And it's even referenced by the new nanny. Because he's just like, and I watched walked your dog. And he's just like, Jesus, what time did you get up? Yesterday? Ha, 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 ha. And there's no dog. There's no dog anywhere. I haven't seen a dog so far. And this movie has, uh, not this movie, Sorry. This show has any pilot that starts with and that has a you're sleeping on the couch moment as a consequence. Immediately. Immediately sleeping on the couch. <laughs> if you eat that, you're sleeping on the couch. Yep. Well, I mean, it happened. I mean, <laughs> his his assistant also got kicked out. Oh, marital troubles. Mm, they're funny. But the fact that that is the most cliche, <laughs> like white middle class heterosexual. Yeah, you're couple. sleeping on the couch. Because he, like, she's like a germy person who's like, don't have the germs. And he's like, I'm going to eat poo off the floor. <laughs> 
That's what eating poo off the floor sounds like, in case you didn't notice. And now we sample actual poo being eaten off of the floor by a professional actor. <laughs> Delicious poop. Oh, thank you. This has been a live reading with the Acme Theater Troupe. More of the Acme Theater Troupe will come to you nearby in the future of a zone of Alpha, alpha Jangle Dips. Yes. Join us for a silent night of improv where shoes are optional because we're radical like that. The Acme Theater yeah, Troupe. No talking, yeah, no talking improv presented by... Uh, Deaf Incorporated. No, the we can't hear. No, the Acme Theater Troupe in cooperation. Yeah. Yes. And no shoes. In cooperation with Deaf Group. Yes. Deaf Con Five. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> D E A F. Yep. Deaf Con Five. Oh, that's 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 my new uh, hearing rights advocacy group. <laughs> So, so far, you're only DEFCON 1 because you just have one per you in, in it. Um, I mean, that's not how DEFCON works, but sure. I know, but I mean, since there's just, just yeah, you in it, yeah. there's just one. Anyway. Yeah, DEFCON 1. And I can hear just fine. Oh, Aaron, and I've got a title for that new uh, Deuce Bigelow sequel that we've been pushing for at the studio. Do you want to yeah, hear Yeah, that it? we've been writing. Yeah. yeah. Deuce Bigelow Bootleg Gigolo. Yep, Bootleg Gigolo. Deuce Bigelow, not real Gigolo. Because he signs a bootleg copy of, was it European Gigolo or just male Gigolo? He just said Deuce Bigelow. Oh. And then and then he signs it and he pulls out another one and he's like, what's this? It's the bonus features. Like, oh, Jesus. Who pirates the bonus features? Nobody does, especially a fucking Deuce Bigelow. I mean, you would for like, I don't know, The Revenant or something of cultural significance, but a Rob Schneider like comedy. It, yeah. Or like some weird avant-garde film where it's just like, this was made in a weird way. Like, hey, oh, Metropolis, I want to get the, you know, the, that. Yeah, I want to get the, the special features and like, there's a documentary on there. Yes. About the impact of things art-wise. Okay, so... That's way different than like, I want to see him fuck a fat girl and then make her better because of his penis works. And then there's the... Or whatever that movie's about. And then there's the great part where there's the hot girl that works in the pet store and she's wearing a white t-shirt but no bra and then she ends up dipping her breasts in the water and he can see her nipples through her shirt because that's funny, right? Yep. <laughs> she has yeah, organs. She has glands. Oh boy. <laughs> Next to <laughs> I'm gonna go to a strip club and just yell, look at those glands. Oh it'll go well. You will You got great mammary glands, lady. <laughs> rub rub your mammary glands on my face. <laughs> That will go well. You've got great pores. What's your secret? How's your, How do you keep your skin so tight? Like, onto your body. Mine's, like, falling off a bit. Tight? What is she? Like a shape-shifting alien? Yeah, of course. Isn't everyone? My skin is so much tighter since the melanoma. 
My skin is so much tighter since the human named Jasmine told me her secrets. What was the secret, mm. alien? You will never know it is a secret to human skin tightness. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, we'll find out next time on Talking with Aliens. I enjoy human music like the Blue Man Group. They are humans, and I like them. Vampire Weekend is a sham. They, are va they aren't vampires. They're just more people. But I like them, because they are humans. And so am I. Talking with Aliens is a co-production of National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, so the episode ends with Stalker being unable to drive Rob to and fro. And why can't he drive himself? Is it that hard to open a closet or uh, do anything? No, he's Rob Schneider. He can't do that. Oh, all right. Well, so the stalker's like, I don't know. It's just, you'd think that, you know, being up close and everything would be, you know, worth it, but it's not. It's not. So I'm going to go back to watching you from afar and making you feel uncomfortable. And he's like, oh, by the way, Patricia's wearing those, those Valentine's Day pajamas have fun and then he wiggles his eyebrow and he's like that is uncomfortable because that's fucking creepy and he just says why is he says I got dumped by my stalker as if boom <laughs> yep I feel as if I've been dumped by my stalker and this show has the shittiest transitions like in other shows like breaking bad where they have like the fast traffic or like like cars speeding by each other and then it like has it so that the flat like so that it indicates like time is passing yeah. This it just feels like we saw that visual that that other show did well, and this indicates that we're moving between scenes. It, yep. it feels like I can see the strings of the puppeteering. You sure can. Yep. Because you can feel like, especially with the um, the interview segments, because it's like the they're like in like those director's chairs, the flat with the cloth bottom and the just wood stuff. Anyway, um. Where they're, where they're in the uh, interview thing, and it's just like some shitty, like, lights in the back, like, out of focus lights is the background. And they're just like, my wife does this thing. Little does she know I do that thing. And then it cuts to the wife, and it's just like, I know that he does that thing. And then it cuts back, and it's just like, I'm doing the thing. Ugh. And then he ends up sleeping on the couch again. And then he's off the case. No. <laughs> we should do a romantic comedy podcast <laughs> called <laughs> Sleeping on the Couch. It's called Sleeping on the Couch? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it would our sister show would be you're off the case. Yes, for cop shows. Or just off the case, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, you're off the case. It has to be you're off the yep. case. You're off the case with an exclamation. So our new two our two new shows coming soon. <laughs> and we would have it be like a drinking game too, where it would be like every time <laughs> that you're sleeping on the couch or no drink full drink. Or n- anytime you're off the case, <laughs> drink full drink. Anytime sex is refused is refused because protagonist looks at other desirable person and is caught by partner take take a drink, drink. <laughs> yep anytime the man wants to watch sports when the woman wanted to go out and made plans take a drink anytime the man wants to not participate in you know their marriage. <laughs> their marriage, Deborah. We now return. I don't want to participate in your in our marriage. We now return to everybody loves Raymond. The scene. Hey Raymond, <laughs> Robert, what are you doing in my house? I just came over because I'm sick of Ma. Did you know she made a she made pastrami for me? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go be a cop. Robert, where are you going? Misery loves company. Raymond, I already told you. I'm going to go be a cop. But I thought this was the season where you got a bullhorn up your butt. It might be. We haven't found out yet, Raymond. Raymond, I'm back from the store. I have a bullhorn in my butt. Robert, do you have any any more of that pastrami? Oh no, here come mom and dad. You know, your mother is terrible and I don't think I love her anymore. Joke about that. Shut up, husband. I don't like things and I'm a loving mother, but I'm too close. And hey, did you eat in the last five minutes here? I made you a food. Ah, I don't care. I mm, complain, 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 retired. I make you food and I make me food and I clean things and I do things. Mom, what are you doing in my house? I'm supposed to be waiting for Deborah and making this sandwich. Well, Raymond, you know we live next door. It's a point of contention of the show. Uh, Hey, Raymond, I'm back from work. (laughs) Hey, do you want to go get some food, Raymond? Stop yelling, Robert. I heard you. I just wanted to make sure I'm outside your window. Didn't know if you could hear me, Raymond. Why don't you come inside, you idiot? (laughs) It's nice out, Raymond. There are squirrels. What? (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with you being able to come in the house, Robert? Because I like squirrels. I'm going to come inside now, though they left. Slam. Robert, where have you been? I'm in. Me, your father, has a problem with you not showing up directly after Wake. It's a little something called Wake, Dad. 
I came here anyway. I came here to talk to Raymond about possibly going on a man-on-man vacation. Do you, just the two of us, I think we can make it if we try, Raymond. Well, Robert, I think that's a great idea, especially since the theme of the show is to teach middle class men to not want to be present in their life, in their wives' participation of the marriage. So, you Speaking know, of your wife, you have to ask me, your wife, about the trip. Oh, you can't go. We have anniversary that weekend. But Deborah, I'm so Don't you Deborah me, Raymond! Deborah, I wish you wouldn't smoke so much. I can't help it, I'm a demon straight from hell. I knew my mom was right about you. Everybody's supposed to love me. See, I told you, Raymond. Yeah, Raymond! Nobody loves you! Oh, man, I guess I got to I would love you if you took care of our kids and participated hey, in our marriage hey, more. Hey, do you think maybe we'll have sex sometime soon? I really want that. That's not a thing married couples do. Uh, yeah, Raymond, why don't you learn? Well, I'm going to go with Robert. Tell the kids whatever their names is that I said hi. And I'm going to go think right about sports and play golf until next week, okay? Look, hey, Raymond, let's go. I'm in the car, beep, beep. Hold on, Robert. I got to get the squirrels off. I want to go to the Grand Canyon, Raymond. I've got the tent, Robert. Let's go. <laughs> hey, do you think we can rob a bank? <laughs> Since your name is... My name is Robert. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so how is everything going with your girlfriend, Marie? Aren't you going I to murdered end up her. Why do you think we're on this trip? You what? <laughs> I killed her with a shovel. And buried her out back of Ma's house. <laughs> then why are we driving away? Because we need to go. I don't understand. Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you knock her out and then kill her in the woods? I would have helped you to do that. <laughs> because he's already buried. Raymond. Why do you have to keep saying my name at the end of every sentence, Robert? Why do you? Because I'm nervous. You murdered somebody. Me too. I just killed a guy. I just killed my ugly friend. Oh, well, I guess. Let's drive to the Grand Canyon and drive in. Oh, where will we end up going? Next week. <laughs> Raymond, we're driving too fast. Oh, no. I, I oh, no. There's a bus full of disabled people. Oh, they're too slow. They take, they take forever. Don't they take forever, Robert? They sure do, Raymond. I think we got them all. They're dead. Well, I guess we'll find out what we do next week on Everybody Loves Raymond. 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 Raymond.
<laughs> yep. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this production. <laughs> no. <laughs> no Robert's girlfriends were harmed in the making of this production. <laughs> You're right. Or busfuls of handicapped people. Oh boy. Or cars. Or squirrels. Or anything. Well, else. you know. <sighs> oh, and the music also sucks in real Rob. Yeah. Sure did. Okay. And he, it, was, it was like a knockoff caravan palace, so it sucked. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, it's like it was. It was like someone like tried to do. If if you haven't heard Caravan Palace, it's like this. It's like swing mixed with like kind of techno thing. It's cool. And this is like it's it's like imitating that. And it's bad. Or they might have they might have even got them and they're just like, we don't care. It's for Rob Schneider. Yeah, and it's done. Well, I think he might have composed it himself in Garage Band. Because it's not oh, it's Christ. not it's not even memorable. Like uh you know how like no. how Seinfeld has like the memorable bang, 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 or or curb your enthusiasm has that great like yeah. And Tuba Force has Oh, and I want to give the audience a sample, so I'm going to play some. Okay. Oh, let's see. If I can find a transition. Yeah. That's like the theme. Yeah, that sounds exactly like Caravan Palace. They might have even done it. With that. There it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I want to find some from the end of the uh, from the end of an episode. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, the next episode. Oh, we'll talk about that at the end. Yes. What is this song? Can you hear it? Yeah. It's like smooth jazz or something like. Yeah, it sounds like Caravan Palace. Yeah, I wanted to give them a... Because, I don't know, I feel like it's easier to exemplify that for an audience. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Aaron, any other thoughts on the pilot before we close out and start talking more in depth on... The Penis Episode 1 and 2. Yes. No, I'm good. Let's go to dicks. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's go to the dick episodes part. The cockasode. Yeah. Oh boy, Rob Schneider talking about his dick a lot. Oh, and so in the, so <laughs> this is the episode where he starts where the whole show becomes about ah oh, my masculinity for a long time. It's it's like uh, you know how Tyler in Furry Vengeance is like teen angst. Yeah, real Rob is all about like insecure. 
excuse me, like masculine insecurity, like, oh, I wish that we had like a five dick limit. Oh, no, there's so many penises that aren't mine around. Oh, no. <laughs> what does it matter? She's starting a male, like, dance review, and it could make them a lot of money. Yeah. I, it's it's in, it's so obnoxious because uh, and also the whole gender norm of like you hired a male nanny and he's gonna have his penis around my daughter like she's not even a year old calm, calm it down dude come on yeah I, like at that age unless like you could kill a whole family in front of her and she would not remember no because you wouldn't yeah and she would be grateful because Rob Schneider is a piece of shit father. That would be great if the rest of the I so we've only watched one through four. I want episode five through eight to be the nanny have killed them and run off with the baby. And the baby has to describe what happened to the police um in baby speak and then has to get a lawyer yeah. because the baby is the prime suspect. And then it becomes a legal yeah. thriller and it becomes, you know, law and order. Yeah, that'd be great. But and Rob Schneider plays the prosecutor. And the uh, ghost what haunts her. No, no, no. David Spade does because he's another Ooh. he's another talentless fuckwad. He is in this. Yep. At the end of episode four. Oh, boy. Great. Oh, God. Episode four is so annoying. So is Norm MacDonald. Well, yes. Do you know who Norm MacDonald is? Yeah, he's in this. Yeah, but do you know what else he's been in? I don't remember. I he's he's a memorable guy. I just don't remember what he's in. Um, he was on he was on SNL. Well, yeah. Oh, and he's same a, time as Rob. Oh, he's also done a lot of. Uh, he was in European Gigolo, Male Gigolo, the Larry Sanders Show for an episode, News Radio. Oh, he had a show called Norm about him. Oh, good. Oh boy, and he's been in a, and he was in the ridiculous six as Nugget customer. That movie is so bad. Uh, I know I've already talked about this, but fuck with that movie. But Aaron, it cost sixty million dollars to make. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I I understand how because it's like a western and it's a period piece and for, and four K. They, yeah. But Jesus Christ, that movie sucked. It didn't even look good. There was no reason for it to be in 4K. Anyway, I've already talked about this. Oh, Aaron, some of Norm McDonald's other credits include your favorite Al Pacino movie, Jack and Jill. Oh, boy. Grown up. Dunka Dunka Chino. <laughs> Grown ups. Oh, good. And Vampire Dog. What? Hold on. Ooh. <laughs> he voices Fang slash Vampire Dog. Vampire dog. It looks like it's a Finnish movie. Ooh. Cameron, I'm going to move to Finland and make Vampire Dog 2. I don't know. Maybe they already have made it. They might have. They might have. I hope they have. Because I want to get on 4. 4 sounds like an exciting prospect. Oh, they can't wait to have to get a load of you, Aaron. They'll get my load of me. Oh, oh. sperm! Oh, that grossed me out. <laughs> They'll get my load of laundry because I'm gonna expense account it to them. 
Because I'm going to have to clean my clothes at some point in the. I mean, if you're going to live there, it makes sense that you would. Yeah, wash and dry things. Gotta go down to the river, throw it in, and be like, my clothes come back clean. And now we go to laundry and lavatories with Aaron. Hey, everybody, I'm here to talk to you about laundries and lavatories. Let's see. If you go to the bathroom, you gotta wash your hands. You see, you if you take a poo poo or pee pee, you gotta flush the toilets. And if you take a poo poo, you gotta you wanna wipe your butthole of the uh, excess poo. Left behind by by not being uh, the best. And then you got to flush the toilet. Uh, if, if it doesn't flush, you got to get a plunge and plunge that that hole down. And then you got to wash your hands. See, you got get to get, to get them nice and wet, and you got to put a, put soap on them, and you got to put soap them up, and you got to wipe it down. You got to put a dry for your hands if you want. You got to do that. And then, you know, if you got to do some laundry after that, you go upstairs, you throw the laundry in the cage, you take a shit thing, you got to vomit all over the floor, and then I'll fix it. And then you go to the dryer, you, you fuck that, and you broke because you broke your old machine. So you go to the laundromat, and you just put your clothes in the, you can put your clothes to the wash, and then you, I mean, you got like two hours until it's all done with the dryer and everything, so you just stop masturbating in public, so you just do that, and then people will be like, oh, that's so gross, you're masturbating in public, and they just, look, man, I can't, I got nothing else to do, and they're just like, man, you should have brought, like, a Game Boy to play while you're doing the, doing the laundry, but, you know, you gotta, you know, I don't own a Game Boy, I'm too poor to go to Game Boy, and then they're just like, look, dude, they're like five dollars, and they're just like, well, I'm jerking already, so if you gotta help, you gotta help, and then it's just like, well, I'm not gonna help, and then he's like, you didn't help. I'm joking, and you're not helping it. So that's what you should do. Laundry and Lavatories with Aaron is a co-production of National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, so the episode opens with a bit, and by bit, I mean they're talking about GMOs and breastfeeding again. Oh my, this was the most obnoxious like, minute and a half of uh, ever. He He's like, wouldn't it be great if we talked about boobs again because of all the penises that are around and uh, this isn't organic. That's not organic. That does have GMOs. That doesn't that. That thing's not. This baby isn't free range. I can't eat this. <laughs> Honey, we should construct a pen for the baby so it can be free range. <laughs> Let's do that. Just get it a leash or a shark collar. Yeah. Yeah, give it a new leash on life. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Okay. And then that's where the old sperm joke is. And he also, like, the he said so his I wrote down Miranda the baby eats guacamole as a food like Rob is going to feed her guacamole or something at one point yeah I don't remember that he's like oh it's when he's talking to the and he's like did you did you feed Miranda and he's like yeah you fed her guacamole yeah oh yeah like guacamole is good for babies I I mean probably not Hey, did you? F- that seems strange. Did you feed dog shit to the kids? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, I rubbed it in his face until he cried a bunch. Oh, it was great. Aaron, wouldn't it be great if the pitch session <laughs> at the beginning? Wouldn't it be better if it starts somebody else? What if that was Norm of the North? <laughs> yep. 
Oh god, that does star him. Shit. This might have to be the year of Rob Schneider, Cameron. I think it may have to be happy <laughs> happy new year. 2016. Yeah, it's not the year of the monkey. It's year of Rob Schneider's shitty projects. <sighs> Monkeys are way too intelligent <laughs> for Rob Schneider's yep. taste. Of course. Oh god, this is uh, this you okay, so brace yourself for more Rob Schneider content, apparently. Oh. What if it was Norm MacDonald of the North? At least he has a more bearable voice. Get it bearable, because polar bear. That oh, was an accident. Yeah. That would actually be pretty good. That that was pretty funny. That was a joke. Joke. I had pooped on the floor. Joke. I shat the floor on that one. No, I pooped the bed. I shat the floor bed. I pooped the bucket. Well, that's where you're supposed to go. Not in this house. That's the... Baby bucket where we keep the babies. Oh, did you feed him? Did you remember to feed the baby guacamole? Yeah, and then I shat into the bucket. Oh, <laughs> is that like your checklist? Feed baby guacamole, yeah. shit in the bucket. Well, the baby's in the bucket, so you know, it's Wait, right there. Are you, why are you shitting on the baby while it's eating? Because it's in the bucket. <laughs> Can't you take the baby out of the bucket first? No, the baby's supposed to be there. Oh, is it the baby bucket? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah and then I shit into that bucket also. <laughs> you don't have another bucket? No, that's the I'm supposed to shit into that one. We have a couple other buckets. <laughs> you lead a complex life, sir. I sure do. <laughs> You're like a real Jean-Paul Sartre with how conflicted you are about life. And pooping on babies. Oh, yeah. You're the real Albert Camus. I'm the real Albert Einstein of knowing math stuff. Wait, wait. I also wrote, he says, it's a gay uniform. Oh, yeah, because he goes he goes out to the to the fence and he goes to talk to his stalker. And the stalker is just like, he's not gay. And he's just like, yeah, he is. He's shit. He's buff and hairless. That's like a gay uniform. It's just like, that's no. That that's the context okay. of gay uniform. And I also totally understand why Patricia Patricia wants him to get a vasectomy because yeah, he refuses to not like to he refuses to wear a condom. They already have a kid and he's like so precious with his balls. He's like why do you she's like why do you refuse to wear a condom? He's like, "Well, that's not going to happen." Oh, it, it's my. I'm not gonna put on a dick sleeve. It really does not make a difference. They make thin condoms like that feel literally no different. They also make monster condoms. Yes, one's a werewolf, the other's a Frankenstein. Yeah, and even they can be bothered to put one on before coitus. <laughs> Frankenstein brand condoms. <laughs> Frankencock band steins. Yep, band steins. Franken your stein of beer. Franken your furder with Frankenstein brand condom. Oh, Aaron, I, I found this really awesome. I don't know if it was Women's History Month or Feminist History Month, but 
It was like a Gertrude Stein of beer, and it had like a quote of Gertrude Stein on it. That's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It had like a like a picture of her face just taking back like a whole thing of beer. That's awesome. It really is. I love when history can be that awesome. Oh, and I also wrote down there's an assistant who praises Rob Schneider's filmography. Oh, so he's looking for a new assistant, and he's like, oh, I loved you in Deuce Bigelow. I loved you in The Animal. It was great on Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he called him. He's just like, guess what I saw on last night again? The Animal. How do you play so many animals? That was a fucking line. He's just like, I was thin back then. I'm Rob Schneider. And the thing about this and going to the celebrity cameos in this, it's not like entourage where it's like enjoyable, like meta commentary on the system itself. It's no, you can clearly see the seams of the strained strings that Rob Schneider had to pull to get the likes of even a talentless hack like David Spade to come in and say for one shot. Yeah. And Norm MacDonald to play a thoughtless like forgetful guy and he goes and asks him to give him information on a vasectomy oh he's had one it's not like he's buying a house or that he got like abused as a child it's a vasectomy yeah that that shit's just available online you just be like google the vasectomos done yeah why does he have to tell him about it and it why does oh because he find he looks up that vasectomies cause dementia or some bullshit and yeah clearly Norm Macdonald gets dementia because he's like I'm gonna meet Rob Schneider later after talking right to Rob Schneider about it. Well, actually, later it's reviewed because um his assistant has a girlfriend or his uh whatever partner type person maybe whatever it's not explicit some chick he knows some lady he knows. Works at a uh, pot dispensary, and she's just like, uh, here's this weed. It's something brain death or whatever brain, mega brain death or whatever it's called. And then she says, yeah, Norm MacDonald just bought a ton of it and smoked two joints right here in the store. So, no, he was just high. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. No, it, there's, there's, it doesn't do anything. I wish it had been more explicit that he was just high as fuck. That would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, man, forgetful. I thought it was that he had dementia. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to think that and then you're supposed to catch that small line. Oh. Yeah. I didn't catch that because it was lazy and I wasn't really like, how much attention can you really pay? None because it's, it was so hard to watch this Cameron. I'm not going to lie. It was so hard to watch this. Uh, It was, Nothing happens. And it's so it's strung together so poorly. It's awful. Yeah. And there's not even like a thematic tissue of like a connective episode. It's just like when no, there's just just plot. But like it's like five minutes of this plot. That's resolved. Five minutes of this plot. That's done. And he okay. Rob Schneider is told to get a vasectomy. He does not get a vasectomy. But instead, he makes his fucking assistant get one and a colonoscopy to know how they feel. And they never like after that. Is it ever brought up again? Nope. 
He never nope. has to get one. Never even gets a colonoscopy. Nope. His assistant. Nope, not yet. After he gets his assistant to describe the pain initially and takes all of the ice, which he's supposed to have to ice his, you know, his Dick. testicles after. Yeah. The operation takes it to like cool a juice or some shit that he has. Yep. And uh-huh. he's like, okay, yeah, tell me more about that later, bro. Cool story. See you later. Bye. Yep. He's a garbage person. Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's a garbage dwelling fuck beast. He's a garbage dwelling fuck beast. Yeah. That's exactly what he is. Wait, when does Rob Schneider say your neighborhood sucks my dick? Oh, when he when he uh, when he goes to his um to his assistant's house to be like to check up on him, he's like, uh, "You live so far away. My juice got cold. That's why I took the ice." And he's like, "Your neighbor, your neighborhood sucks my dick. It's awful." And then he leaves. You know the one line that I think Rob Schneider delivers like like a human and not like a not human. Is when he yeah. is when he says, "I like to ejaculate." Oh yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just where he was, where he was, it was like. But then I can still ejaculate. I like to ejaculate. It was just mm. so matter of fact. I liked the simplicity of it. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Line. Great, we gave it one concession. <laughs> Hooray! Only yeah, in episode two, nothing in number one. Fuck that. Nope. That's awful. The goddamn nightmare. You know what's bad when in almost every like you're sleeping on the couch moment where he fucks up in his yep. marriage or his wife even actively suggests that he not be a Raymond and you know do that. He's like, oh well you need time with her. I'm gonna go do vague things. He literally does nothing. Oh, Fucking yeah. nothing. And she brings it up. She's like, honey, you never take, you never go and take care of the daughter at night. And he's just like, I'm masturbating and trying to get laid with you. Let her cry. Uh, but sexy time, baby. Yeah, it's fireproof all over again, but masturbating in boats. <laughs> <laughs> Those things need to coincide, otherwise, I lose my bone. Or- I need to look at boats and masturbate to pornos. It's an intersectional fantasy. God, I love that movie. <laughs> I'm not okay. Oh, man. Oh, and also, so Rob pays for it, but isn't it his insurance information on there? So doesn't that, like, violate HIPAA? Oh, no. It. I wrote down that there's a HIPAA violation, the, you know, Health and Patient Protection Act. Um, yeah. So the urologist calls Rob at home instead of Jamie, but I feel like if you're filling out the form, if he works for him, then technically doesn't he just pay the deductible on Jamie's insurance? Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, why would he call Rob's house <clears throat> to ask? Because Rob would be yeah, Rob would the would be the employer, and if it's full time, he has to has to give him health insurance. But then. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because he would be the he'd be the patient. Rob wouldn't be the patient. He's just the person who pays for, not even the provider of the health insurance. It, it doesn't make any sense. And it's just exploitative. Technically, couldn't Jamie sue Rob over like coerce? Yes, like 
because he was in an altered state of mind for getting him to have a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're going to lose your millions, asshole. Haha, <laughs> you're terrible. But I need everything. the job because I'm sad. I'm Jamie. I'm Jamie. Oh, great. Great. Perfect. Yep. Is, what what even else happens? I think we're isn't it isn't that the end of uh, penis one? Yeah. Well, I was just going to make a point that I side with Patricia every time. Because you, well, yeah. Because usually, like, we're supposed to be like she's a person. Oh, like, oh, that's that's not that's not fair to Rob. He needs to do these things to provide. He's he doesn't, for the, he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do anything. He just rakes in fucking royalty checks. He gets for his movies being played on TV. He gets okay. This is what Rob Schneider does. He exploits his wife, his assistant, his, and his fans' adulation, which is non-existent in real life. He gets complicated. complimented and takes advantage of people and gives and receives like maybe a phone call or two. And there you have an episode of real Rob. Yep. All while, all the while shirking the responsibilities that, you know, a regular person or, you know, someone who, you know, is in a partnership or has, I don't know, a baby would be expected to under normal circumstances. Yeah. No, he doesn't do any of that shit. But you He's Rob Schneider, Cameron, didn't you forget? You need your time with the baby. All the time. I'm always babying with her. But Aaron, Mm-mm. we have to move on to the penis episode. Penis episode part two. Yeah. Ooh. So what happens in this episode? I have a bunch of dicks. In his house. Well, they make the old sperm joke in bed as the as the cold open. Hooray! Oh, oh, and he has the great stand-up bit where he's like, "The secret to a successful marriage is complete capitulation or defeat." Just being like, "Oh yes, dear. Oh yes, dear. Oh dear." Oh god, yeah. And then men women d- just wanna emasculate men. That's their favorite thing to do. Isn't that funny? I'm Rob Schneider. <laughs> I wish that he just <laughs> You know, he would be a great comedian if he just said obviously wrong points and then shit the floor. I would he would be my favorite. I feel like your favorite would be anybody who shits the floor. I mean, if you're going on a comedy, if you're just doing comedy and then you just like really bad comedy and then just shit the floor, like, uh, ooh, I just want weird avant-garde shit the floor comedy, Cameron. Is that so much to ask? Probably because I don't think a comedy club would pay somebody that much to to have you shit the floor. Well, I mean, is the comedian cleaning it up during their act? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, afterwards he's still telling jokes and like crying while he cleans up his poo. <laughs> Just like mopping like and this is why I'll never amount to anything. Yeah, did you hear what the camel said to the Muslim? 
<laughs> oh, and also Taliban jokes. Allah. No, it wasn't even a Taliban joke. It's like, you know what's hard for the Taliban? Social things. This is obvious. They're backward socially. Ha 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 ha. It's like saying black, black people's skin is darker than white people's skin. Did you know you have to pay taxes? Hey, you know you got to eat every day, right? Like, it's not a joke. Well, and all of his stand-up is like, it's not even half- Baked, it's like a quarter baked. It's like, so you know how Dane Cook, I feel like Dane Cook is like a half-made meal that he then shoves into your face and you're like, oh, he's the yeah, he, he's great. Where as like more nuanced comedy listeners, yes, that's pretentious to say, but I feel like they're half-formed jokes where I just want to say the whole time, go on or and. Yeah, what, what else is there? Yes, because I feel like they're all set up and no not that like everything needs a punchline but i don't feel like their perspective is a unique b funny or c insightful no it's really boring it's the same thing as we've seen from the fucking like since the 70s like hey baby you know what's weird women doing things that aren't the things that men do like great thanks for comedy I wish somebody would ironically get up and be like, well, I'm glad the women can't vote, right? Like, dressed in, like, stand-up from, like, the 1800s, like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Like. Talking an old speak. Like, intentional irony on that. Yeah. And if we ever get, if, if women ever get the right to vote, oh, man, Lincoln will have my head. Something stupid. <laughs> I hope he likes that production that I bought him tickets for. Yep. Assassin joke. Wee. Wee. Ass joke. Shut the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, unexpectedly shit the floor and then just slowly <laughs> let the very slowly trudge out the door. <laughs> let the body shit the floor. Let the body shit the floor. <laughs> like, his, thank you. Good night. And then just head down. Just <laughs> slowly shuffling, ugh. Just disheveled man was shuffling towards the door. <laughs> oh, good thing I'm not Adolf Schittler. <laughs> oh. oh, man, I pooped again. <laughs> pooped again. <laughs> it's a production no, of it Public Radio. It has to be Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Allen in I shit the floor. Oh, and you know that the budget, like the budget totally shows here. You know that you ever notice how many scenes in this show begin or end with him and his wife in bed talking about some inane shit. Oh yeah. No, it's crazy cheap. There's no way this costs more. Like this costs nothing to make at all. It's so cheap. That's why the editing sucks. It really does. I don't know who cut it together, but I'm guessing that they are not a professional. Well, they could just be new to it. You yes. could have just been like, you're new and decent, but I'll use it for my show to keep costs down so my profits are okay. But, I mean, that's not even the problem with the pacing. It's not necessarily, like, in the scene, the editing isn't bad. It's And not necessarily scene to scene, it's bad. It's just overall the pacing doesn't work and i think that's because of the 
stand-up segments and the interview segments uh, being shoved in there with the rest of the show. Yeah, so that any potential, like, narrative carryover is completely stifled by inserts. Yeah, of- they detract from the show entirely. There's no, there's no benefit to having them in the show at all, except for time. Like, well, it technically has to be this long, at least. Like, ugh. Why don't we insert some of my stand-up and observations on marriage that have never been covered before? Yeah. Let's do the ant. I I did sort of like the... uh, Okay, why does he turn down half a million dollars for two days' work? Because his manhood, Cameron. For prostate pro, I do kind of like that alliteration. Yeah. And the... It's because his manhood would be questioned. I can't have 300,000 people thinking my dick's no good. I don't, uh, my dick's no no good dick disorder. It's kind of like, you you have no good dick. (laughs) I have no good dick. It's kind of like, speaking of good stand-up, that bit that Louis C.K. has where he's like, straight guys are the only ones that care about whether their dick works. Every, like communicating that to one another. Literally everybody else does not give a shit. Yep. So this kind of falls under that category. Oh, my wa- Oh no, his penis might not work. And then when he does the pr- the press conference where he does gets paid $50,000 for by Okay, and he does not draw the delineation between China and Taiwan, which is a big thing that you probably should, especially yeah, if you huge. ever do make a commercial in that region. Yeah, that's huge. He's probably one of those people that thinks like they're all they're all the same. If you put in, uh, you know, an ease at the end, they'd look the same if I landed there. I bet. Yeah, South Korea's right next to Vietnam, right? South, they're like neighbors. South Korea's like the New Jersey. No, North Korea's like the New Jersey of uh, Asia, right? Yeah. Exactly. And China's like Texas. It's just real big. Real big. Meh. Like real big. Schlemiel and Schmier and Schmiernoff. So he goes he does like uh what is it? Bobo Boba Viagra. Yes. And and he's handed just a sack of cash. Which is weird and suspicious. There's like here's a sack of cash. And their 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 agreement, which is only verbal, that's what the sack of cash is for is that they can only run ads for it in uh, China and Taiwan. Yes. And uh, so he's at like a press conference and there, I, I did sort of like the subtitles where it says a man now has a functional penis and everybody claps. Yeah, that was all right. He now has a functional penis. But then later it's revealed that, oh, no, there's a there's a billboard that shows his face and a gun that's limp. And it's like, meh, stay hard, Boba Viagra. I'm Rob Schneider. My dick works. But it didn't before. He literally has that line. I can't have 300,000 people thinking my dick doesn't work. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. Here's, oh, then he does. So <laughs> his plan to fix it. Is the most racist thing. Yes, his bit about um homeless Asian people. What? No, no, no. 
about um, when he goes to the um, the guys who are spray painting the the Latino gang. Oh, guys! God, that. Yeah, he makes his uh, assistant dress in like the the flannel with only the top button dress. Well, thing. he was already wearing like a- he was already wearing a flannel. To be fair, no, no, no. Rob Schneider told him to wear a flannel. Oh, never mind. Yeah. And he's just like, just go talk to him and be like, hey, you guys are good at spray painting. Why don't you go and spray paint this billboard? We'll give you $60 total. So dumb. Oh, and- oh, what was there? wasn't that there's was this weird bit. I think I when is the bit where he's just like, just because I'm rich doesn't mean I have to tip more. Oh, that's in the next episode. Okay, we'll get to that. That's weird. Yeah. And then he does Chinese impersonations as stand-up. Yes. That happened. Yeah. I don't want to go into the specifics, but let's just say that it's cringeworthy. See, I didn't I and didn't then, think it was that bad, honestly. What? I didn't think it was that bad. It was more of they they don't have the religion and they'll take the money. Yeah, his 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 vocal impression was pretty bad. That's what I meant. But yeah, his impression was bad. But the joke was all right. I thought that like that was the only time where I was like, you know, that could actually work if it wasn't a horribly offensive caricature vocal wise. Because the joke is like, yeah, like Chinese people, they yeah, just go to a Chinese restaurant. They're always open. They're just like, hell yeah, we'll take your money, whatever, dude. We don't care if Jesus died. Yeah, come in. That like that honestly, that joke is fine. Just his delivery is just, oh yeah, we come in. Oh, you give bring give bring money. We don't give shit. Like, oh, it's it's ridiculously over the top offensive. His impression of Chinese people. Aaron. <laughs> what? You sounded like you were in yellow face for a second there. Oh my god. I wish I wish Rob Schneider had gone the full mile and like painted like I would expect him to do this. He would like paint his face and then like, yep. oh tr- never mind. Well, that's Eddie Murphy's job. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> or you know, Hollywood if they're Egyptian and gods. That movie looks great. Gods of Egypt. Yes. Oh, it looks so bad. I want to watch it. I know. It looks like shit. <laughs> Weirdly, it's the same director as Dark City, so I'm hoping that it's somewhat good. Really? Yeah. Oh, then it might be actually interesting. Oh, you know. Not necessarily good. Oh, you know, because white people are Egyptians. Well, they're, they're, no, no, no. They're the gods of the brown people. Duh. They'd still be brown. <laughs> No. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> okay, base your argument on it. If let's say you're an Egyptian and yep. before being conquered by Rome, what you value as a culture is based on the color of your own skin. Nope, sand. Sand is white. <laughs> Wouldn't your gods or the people that you admire reflect what you look like? Nope. You know, nope, not at you all. You know, Jesus was just a white guy who had his apostles carry yeah. around umbrellas for him. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Well, he was if hanging I don't, in the desert getting sunburned. If I don't get an organic latte with seaweed, I'm going to be famished. All these lepers. Jesus should just be, de- if he's that white, he should be depicted with sunburns constantly. He just, he didn't die from the crucifixion. He died from the cancer. He died from heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, his sunburns got infected. Oh, boy. He died. Oh, Aaron, the best <laughs> bit of dialogue in this is he says, who... Oh, when Patricia is saying, like, when the billboard goes up and he's like, you gotta take that down. Because that's how Rob Schneider talks, because he's, you know, yeah, sexy, sexy man. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, there's no such thing as bad press. And he says, whoever said that never had their erection questioned on a major thoroughfare. Yeah, I love that he used thoroughfare for his... My dick don't work comment I don't for the, oh no, my manhood. And plus only like the most juvenile of people would see like, oh, is that Rob Schneider? Oh, I guess his dick don't work. Ha 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 ha. No, everyone knows that. Yeah. He got paid for that. Yeah. That's it. Even if it's someone famous, it's like, oh, I guess. And plus it's not like it doesn't work. It works now because you're using the product. Yeah, that would be good. Whatever. Or that I guess the assumption that if your penis isn't functional for erections, like without the assistance of medication, that means you are somehow less straight. Yeah, no, it means you can't have the sex with the Playboy bunnies all at the same time. Even though he never was in the first place and he's worried that. No, he was he was in line. Yeah, he was busy doing stand up and that's that's how the world works. You, You get a number. For the the sex happen with the most many the girl, and uh-huh. if you get erectile dysfunction, that ticket's taken away from you. Ah oh, man, yeah I know yeah. I'm number seven billion and four. Which one are you? Two. Huh. <laughs> I wonder what this means. I don't know. I might have to reschedule. Hmm. <laughs> Seven billion and five. Damn it. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. And then he finally does decide to, you know, participate, but not because he feels like it's his duty, but be hit duty, but because he <laughs> wants to get the nanny out of the house. And he's like, you could go to the gym. And because he, he leaves. And then Patricia's like, Oh, he left. He had to go workout or something and yeah he takes the baby to a is it a lamas class or something and he gets a phone call and even though the instructor says oh you can't have your cell phones in here he like the pretentious dick bag that he is says yeah oh don't worry i'm famous i need to take this i'm important so we go back to the thematic parallels with everybody loves Raymond, wherein an absentee father finally decides to give a shit about their kid for the worst possible reason. Yep. Happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down 10% of a blow job. I don't know what that means. What? Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't know what that means I, either. I think it was a joke or something where he's like, what? How do you get 10% of a blow job? Yeah, something like that. Oh, and then he wipes his daughter vomits on a woman who graciously took his daughter. Oh, my God. I hate this scene. 
Yeah. And he's, he's just like wiping her tits for a long time. Because there's vomit on it. Oh, and it's funny. Because- and she's like the nicest lady. She's just like, oh, what happens? I have a change of clothes. Don't even worry about it. That's when you're just like, that is really nice of you. Thank you so much. And then you leave. Well, and that. Or take care of your child. Like that delivery or specifically is meant to be like, wham, he forgot to bring the change of clothes. Oh, Oop, no. He's trying to wipe the vomit off with the boobs. Yeah. Hilarious. Ugh, and, and he's just like. Rubbing her tits, like, cause there's vomit on them, and he's just like, let me just, let me, I'll let me get this. And it goes, it goes past, cause it starts uncomfortable, and then it could get funny if you go far enough, and then it goes way past that, and it doesn't circle around enough. Like if you had that shot for four hours, I would love it, because that's absurd. But, like. For just the, the it it was just too much of it. If they cut it back a little bit, it would be better, you know. Yeah. Or if they added on more and it circled back, then that'd be fine. You, it's just in the weird. The, they cut in the middle of the awkward part, and that's just ugh. It's bad. They should retitle. I don't remember the, what else. They should retitle the show "Racist Rob." Racist Rob. I can't hear you. Socially backwards Rob. Oh, I wrote down when he's like trying to get Jamie to recruit the the Latino guys. He's like, is he talking about the bandana when he's like, oh no, the tear that he draws on him that indicates that you have somebody with a marker. It's okay. All of their fathers have one of these. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, fuck you. That is the worst. Okay. Oh my god. Have you noticed how so racist? The Deus Ex Machina for this is Rob getting brown people to help him solve all of his problems. Open my closet, spray paint over my bad business dick making decisions. Unclog my toilet. Oh yeah, when the toilet's clogged. That's in episode four. The um I think my favorite part of this episode I can't is the hear green you. screen. I think the the best part of this episode is the green screen. What? Which one? The, when they're on the billboard. Oh, what, the painters. Well, no, because they they never they never actually get the painters. They actually never do it. So uh, the um, what's his face has to do it. Um, the assistant starts to do it, but he falls off. And then the nanny comes in and does it. Oh, yeah. But the shot of them up on the billboard is green screened. And it is the worst green screen I think I've ever seen. Like worse than like when green screen green screen first like started out when like in the fucking 70s. Like it looks so bad. The worst green screening like Low level YouTubers do it better than they did. And then, Jesus Christ! And then Jamie doesn't he? F- oh, he's yeah, he falls off. He's left in prison, and Rob doesn't even care. He's like, "Where's Jamie? And eh, yep. he'll be fine." And he's just left oh, in yeah. like lockup. And I yep. I was so surprised that Rob Schneider did not did not make a prison rape joke at this point. 
Me too, actually. I thought it'd be like, <laughs> your butthole's mine. And he's just like, I just got a colonoscopy. Then it'll just be open for my peen enough. Like, yeah, that sounds like something. That sounds like a joke Rob Schneider would make. Uh, the other thing, the the joke of that is that, haha, bail's only $50, but Rob Schneider's a dick. That's that's the joke. Oh, and then he makes a joke about at the end in his, I want to call it stand-up, but it's really more like clearing out the audience. Depression. It's much more like a bowel cleansing because it gets all of the remaining club people to leave early. Yep. He's like, oh, we'll wax your asshole for money or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, anyway. Oh, and also... Wasn't the guy that, oh, uh, that that the not the is it Boba Viagra? Anyway, whatever it is, he didn't they say that he was Taiwanese? And then Rob says you're a good Chinese person. Yeah, I think that's right. They, nobody calls him out on that and being like, "Well, Rob, actually, fuck you." There's a big difference. Yeah, well, you know, that's like what do you that's like saying like, oh, you're such a credit to your race. You're such a Asian person, or you're so articulate. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> you're not like all those other ones of your group. Yep. Uh, you're an exception. Oh, but I think because he doesn't. Correct him because he's like, you're a good Chinese person. I think the punishment for that is like, yes, we got it taken down. But as like payback, he gets it like, oh, it's not on the billboard. It's on our bus. It's on all the city buses. Yep. My dick, it doesn't work. And it hurts my manhood. Me, my masculinity. Oh, no. Oh, golly, my. It's the most important thing I could ever have in the world. Oh, man. Anything else in uh, Dick 2? Dick 2, Electric Boogaloo? Yep. Yep, Dick 2, the penising. Electric Poogaloo. And now episode four, the VIP treatment. Quite possibly the best episode thus far, if there is such a thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's based, this, this episode feels like Rob Schneider's just like bragging about how good he has it. And there's a lot of bragging. Yeah, like, what's the is the first thing he does is the um the uh, coffee shop thing. Uh, well, because the first the, okay, so the first half of the episode is basically like, just because I'm famous, I have to pay more for things because they know I have money, which you know that's fair. You shouldn't have to do that. And some, but some of the examples are fucking bullshit. Like, he goes to a coffee shop and this dude's just like. He bought like a five dollar cop coffee, and the guy gives him five dollars, and he gives if tips him five bucks, and he's just like, "I tipped you a hundred percent. What do you want, dude?" And he's just like, "You're rich. You can afford it. Like, uh, yeah, look, look how rich you are. That means you can buy better things." And it's just, uh. and this other guy comes up to him, like not even the worker there. And he says, what? I make 50000 a year, which is still really good. Probably not for Los Angeles based on cost of living, but on average, no. that's pretty good. And he's like, "That that's economics. 
And he's like, I'm going to get back in my $150,000 car, go back to my $2 million house and have sex with my 29-year-old wife. How's that for economics? Yeah. And then he- Economics. Yep. And then he finally relents and gives the barista a 20. And then the guy's like, what about me? (laughs) And what about him? Yeah. He didn't do anything. So apparently, and then after Rob leaves, they split the money in half. So apparently they've been fleecing celebrities who come into some shitty (laughs) coffee place because they have like a whole wad of money. How many famous people come into a one place and fall for that shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, and at the end of that scene, they're just like, see you at the next famous person. Like it's an event for them. Did they just okay? Does that guy just hang out there all day? Is that how he makes his fifty thousand a year? Yeah, probably. Sounds right. Like get okay. Well, we haven't even mentioned the first and most problematic part of this episode. It opens with him on his way to see a concierge optometrist. What? A concierge optometrist. It means that they're on call 24 seven and he is explaining this to a Patricia while they're driving. And he's like, well, I have a problem now and I can go see it. And it's worth the extra money because he has yeah. extra money. And then he hits a guy, a pedestrian. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. In, and he's like, Oh my God, call nine one one. You know? So he doesn't leave the scene of the accent. So he doesn't start off being a horrible shitty pile of, you know, no, Shit at first. He's just like, oh God. Th- he well, he is because he says, Oh, this is gonna be expensive. Oh no. As if the life of another person is like, oh no, that's gonna be too much less zero. Oh darn, my money. Oh man. Oh god. god. I'm gonna have less sand and wishes to play with. My daughter may have to grow up in in a one-story house rather than a three-story house. Yeah, oh, no. And then, like, the cops get there, and they're just like, oh, man, Mr. Snyder, what's going on? I love your movies, yada, yada. And they don't even, like, oh, yeah, that guy's on the ground. All right. Like, they don't even give a fuck about it. Well, the worst part is, is that the first one, the first responder is a white cop, yeah. Who like okay, so it's a black pedestrian that was hit, and we do not see whether he is dead alive. He is completely knocked the fuck out on the road. And you have this cop who's just like, Oh hey, Rob Schneider, and he's like, Are you okay, Mr. Schneider? Hitting a pedestrian can be very stressful. Oh they, yeah. They offer him a water, a fucking water that I guess cop cars have like chilled water in a mini fridge next to the shotgun. Yeah, that was weird. And this black cop doesn't even notice. Like, it's he steps over the body and he's like, hey, Rob Schneider, you can do it. Yep. You're that you can do it guy, aren't you? Oh, and so they like, they and he's like, here, you can have my card. Call me anytime you need anything. He's like, hey, do you think that they're like, did you call an ambulance? Well, Patricia's like, this guy could be dead. And they're like, oh, he's like, we called an ambulance. And then he checks in with the I, other I guy. Think. And he's like, I think we did. We got him. And then they're like, they named the wrong street. Yeah. 
So they just don't give a shit. And then there, he's like, Rob finally acknowledges that he, you know, killed somebody, possibly. And he's like, is that guy okay? And then the black cop says, oh, he'll be fine. He's got that Obamacare. Yeah, that's not how that works. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how that works at all. So why does he think that that pedestrian has Obamacare because he's black or because everybody like most people have Obamacare now? You know. That mm. if he's dead, he doesn't need insurance. No, he's probably he sure looked dead. But then later in the episode, he's like, hey, that's a guy that hit me, which Realistically speaking, he would not be able to ID Rob Schneider because when he was lying down, he was facing the other direction and dead and dead. He was unconscious. So there's no way that he would be able to see Rob Schneider ID him as the person that hit him and be able to be like that person hit me with their car and nobody listen and be like, yeah, fuck that guy. So rather than getting a civil court case that would drag out the rest of the season in, you know, interesting fashion, he instead gets to cut to the front of the line of the hospital, too, because he cuts his finger on something. Oh, my God. Yeah. He cuts his finger and his wife's just like that. That looks kind of deep. It might get infected. Let's go to the hospital. Not put a bandaid on it. No. Well, if it's pretty deep, then he could need stitches. There's no way it was that deep. Oh. It was a little paper. It was a. Pa- it was literally a paper cut. And then the woman's like, "If only I." Oh, there's the thing that says take a number. And then she's like, "Hot dog, Rob Schneider," as if all of his fans just have these really convenient positions and are totally willing to help him. Because yeah, he gets to see the doctor immediately because that's how that works. Um, yeah. So fuck you. Don't do that. If you are famous and ever get that because it's called triage for a reason. Yep. And all leaves fall off of the tree. at the same rate as the other leaves. Uh huh. And third, (laughs) he does it again at the restaurant where not only is a Rob Schneider fan, the hostess, Who's like, oh my god, you're Rob Schneider. But the chef gives him a free meal after he qualms over, should I use my black card or my rich card? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. This episode's just fucking annoying. And the nurse can fill out his paperwork for him. Oh yeah, I'll just do it for you, because I know all your socials and your... Cards and your things. Is everybody a Rob Stalker? Evidently so. Oh, and then he has this also really troubling line. He's like, we can kill people. Like, OJ, who gives a fuck? When? I don't remember that. When he's talking to Patricia, he's like, I'm famous. We can kill people. Like, OJ, who gives a fuck? I guess. You know, that great message that Rob Schneider wants to send out that everyone should be like OJ Simpson. Yep. Yeah, that's what everyone wants to be. You know, not... That's my life goal. To be O.J. Simpson. Oh, so uh, Patricia is getting new costumes for her male review show. So she orders these costumes that all fit in one box. He makes us send it back. 
Because he's like, oh, because they're, they're, they're obviously too small. Yeah, it's like, how many do you need? This is like, it's like a small box. It's just like, oh, there's 80 in here in case you needed some extras. And it's just like, take them back. She said she didn't want them. Because it's like, oh, no, you'll see too many dick. And I don't like, I don't want dick in front of me. And then she has them do it pretty much naked and even more revealing stuff. So he pays the costume designer to bring the stuff back again. Otherwise he threatens that she'll never work in the town again. And then he has this great, clever high comedy joke. How many dicks are we talking about wife? We should have like a five dick limit. Oh yeah. Five dick limit. And then, Oh, it was, uh, there was like roots of funniness be like, but I feel like it should have been a separate episode when Jamie forgets to feed the fish. Oh, yeah. Where he, they just buy a new one and she's like, did you kill my fish? And he's like, no, it's the same fish. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, it's another one of these. Uh, it's the exact same as like a sleep on the couch moment that everyone's already goddamn seen. And why does he have to flush it down the toilet? Shouldn't Jamie take the fish with him so that he knows what color it is to buy it? Yeah. Or take a picture of it on his phone that he has. Yeah, that's a thing they can do is use their phones like people. But, you know, fuck that. This is a shitty show. Oh, God, this, this show is just the laziest fucking writing in the goddamn universe. This is where you never want Rob Schneider to be a producer of anything. No, no, never. Especially children. Lest, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, lest we get another like Miranda, like Miranda Schneider grows up to be the same as her dad. Hitler. Yeah, Hitler, Hitler lady. Yes, lady, lady hits. Okay, so then his Jade Buddha falls into the toilet. Jamie calls, and there's another guy who's like, "Yeah, I just." Need like 10, 15 minutes with like this vacuum thing. And then he's like, Rob Schneider, uh, it's going to cost 2,500 bucks because we need a new toilet, a new sink, a new everything. And he's like, get out of here. And then um, he te- he tells his wife about it. And she's like, you're sleeping on the couch. But I found these extra. I found these Latina guy, Latino guys that are going to come in and do it for free. Or like 20 bucks. What was it? Like 40 bucks for all. 60 bucks. And she talks them down to $43 and sandwiches. Yep. I'm surprised it was sandwiches and not burritos. (laughs) Just saying like, and, but we can go for tacos. Like, great. Thanks. I was just about to see it. Say like, we've got some extra guacamole. Yeah. You guys want to, you guys want some chimichangas? We can, we got them. We can make a run while you're cleaning the toilet. Why does she- and there's like six guys in the bathroom when they're doing it. Yeah, why does she need to go find undocumented workers when she has like a whole excuse me plethora of people or men specifically in underwear that could do it instead? Cuz they don't they're not plumbers. I mean, one of them could be that's true. They might be, or have. I don't s- know. Maybe they asked them. Oh, I guess. Oh, no, and fucking. Not. And when the like Latino guys, they're dressed like you would expect, like flannel. That and then the music that's playing is like. Oh God! Yeah. 
<laughs> like always mariachi music like like just yep. <laughs> vague spanish in the background <laughs> yeah we fix it and then th- she like gives them the stuff and there's like hey Where's the Jade Buddha? Oh, they took it because they're Latino and they steal No, things. and they obviously steal things. Meh. And then, the oh, where's my silver soap dish? Oh, you caught me. Oh, darn. And then they leave and... Oh, and then she says, "These, those are my people. Yep. Even though... She is married to a millionaire movie star. They may be her people, but there is a huge class dynamic difference there. Oh, yeah. It's fucking the gap is massive. Yeah. And if those are her people and her husband is a millionaire, if those are your people, you should have a little bit more pride than talking them down to $43 in sandwiches. You should yeah. be like, okay, rather than 60, I'll pay you 200 and sandwiches. And as a matter of fact, keep the silver soap dish. Enjoy it. Yeah, those are my people that I bargain with within an inch of their lives. Oh, and then uh, there's a costume emergency text from the stalker. Oh, yeah, that's when the costume lady comes by and it's just like, uh, go stop the costume lady because she's their costume show dick. Oh, and when... Patricia brings the, I'll use her word. She says, quote, extra Mexicans. I thought that we were at a Donald Trump rally for a second. I brought the extra Mexicans. Don't, we got them. The extracans. The, yeah. Donald Trump would say something like, look, I found the only two that I found out weren't rapists. Yeah, these two are the guys that ain't rapists. The rest of them, rapists, murderers. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get some white women. I'm, I'm a, I'm what La, what Donald Trump thinks a Latino is like. Nah, I'm just itching to get over that border and into that puss. Oh boy. So, where were we? Oh yes, we were in a certain corner. Involving a certain type of writing that isn't prose. So it must be time for Poetry Corner. And now your host, the host. That guy. <laughs> hey, we welcome to the Poetry Corner. Today on the show, we have no novelist, Dix Blixbly. Hello. Hello, Dick. Hello. Now I hear your new novel is about boyhood and how you the transition to man is hard and your penis is harder sometimes. Yes, I co-wrote it with the um the host of talking about dongs. Mm. I like that man. He's also on our network. I pay for his show. Um well, seeing as this is the public corner, I see I feel as though we need to uh, jump right on the break and we got to get away with you gotta Is there a poem that you would like to share this week on the pro- on the show? Yeah. 
Why, yes, of course, ladies. I've written a new book once more entitled Time to Get Off the Floor, You Lazy Pile of Poo. And I would like to read the title poem, the, 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 the poem which shares the title with the book. Hey, you poo, get off that ground. You don't need to be there. There's a pool for you. It's called a toilet. <laughs> Why don't you go swimming with your friends? I have made a couple more, and they are waiting you in the toilet, in the pool. Go on, then. Get up off that floor. Fine. Stay down there. But no, I am displeased. <laughs> that is the end. Is this based on real events? Yeah, of course. All the best work of yours is. All of my poems are. So look for that new book in stores and other poetry happening locales, such as the lunchroom and public cafeterias and cancer jet and jazz clubs. And before we close out the program, our host would like to tell you about our new cancer poetry treatment initiative where we hold people hostage in cancer wards while they get chemotherapy and read and give out free copies of his poetry books to them. Well, you see, in order to combat cancer, we have come up with a plan. The plan is to, while people are going through chemotherapy, um, a lot of people get bored because chemo takes a long time. It's like dialysis. It takes a long time to get it in your blood and do all the things. So we, as a group, run the, the poetry corner and its associates. We'll all go down to uh, various cancer wards across the nation and we will uh, read them poetry. For a day, each little ward will get a poetry day, and we will not stop until they fall asleep. Or die. Or die. That has only happened seven times. <laughs> and then, if they die while getting poetry read to them, we have a bet with the hospital administrator that their whole estate and family gets donated to the Poetry Foundation Initiative of the United States. But of course, it's only fair. But a lot what else would you But a lucky raffle winner gets a $25 gift card off of their next chemo treatment. There's also a free book. Only one per, per hospital. Yes. The the book is the my new book, by the way. It's not just a random book. We'll also have information about who's competing at the next Poetry Olympics next week on the Poetry Corner. Yes, it's still being held in Turkey. It's going to happen soon. Yes. The twice-year Poetry Olympics will be happening again. Still in Turkey, though. Yes. 
and not inside of an individual Turkey, the nation state of Turkey. We have gotten yes. several confusions between the two. Indeed. Anyway, that's going to wrap us up for the poetry corner. Take it away, host. The Poetry Corner is a co-production of National Public Radio. What am I in Norway right now? Raymond! Raymond! Robert, what do you want? Hey, we died. Oh, Robert, you gotta tell me next week on the new episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. But Raymond! Oh, Deborah, I don't want to talk to you right now. What do you want? (laughs) Oh, Deborah, what are you wearing? Your favorite sexy nightgown. Does this mean we're going to have sex, Deborah? We can't show it on camera, but we sure can allude to it. Oh. You can see my butt almost. Oh boy, this really gets my sports writing. I'm inspired. I'm gonna go right now. Oh no! Why don't you talk to Robert? Because he's awful. Hey there, Deborah. Oh no. How you doing? Have you seen Raymond anywhere? He's writing in the basement. Deborah, I'm back from writing. Did you still want to have intercourse? <laughs> Oh, you're asleep. I never get to have sex anymore. Okay, let's close out this pile of garbage. Okay, so, Rob. Yeah, let's finish it up. So, Rob Schneider goes to mime school. Yes, sounds crazy. But he does. He goes to circus school because his wife's going there. And then he sees a mime and he's like, well, I can't be a mime because then people would know it's me. And then his wife's like, but you wear wake up. You wake up. You wear makeup, dumbass. And he's like, I can make fun of people without repercussions. Hooray. That's basically what he says. Yeah, well, he basically resorts to fat shaming. Like, you know, he's like, he mocks people as they enter, like the way that they carry themselves, like like a yep. heavier set laid woman, a regular guy who's got like kind of a wide gate. And then that did that person, ha- the person with a disability, is that cerebral palsy or? I have no idea. So he has like a Probably. mobility thing. So like. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he's got, you know, difficulty walking and Rob, rather than, you know, getting on the social cue that you don't mock differently, like, um, people who have mobility and disability issues, he decides like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I did do that? And so he mocks the guy over to where he is. And then the guy's brother Walks in and Rob Schneider still mocks him 
and then gets punched mm-hmm. in the face. And I wanted him to be like his neck to break and then the rest of the show to be dead Rob and Patricia and Miranda getting on by marrying Jamie. Who would finally get his Wait, they both go. married Jamie? <laughs> yes. And then they moved to Utah and become sister wives, I guess. Wait, the mom and the daughter, the daughter being less than a year old? Maybe. Mary. Yeah, all right, fair enough. He wouldn't have intercourse with the baby. He just, it would be like a package deal. I mean, he could. He's um, married to the baby. Uh, Legally, he's married to that baby. And so after he gets... <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, marital rape. Woohoo. Oh, but well, I mean, it's a baby. Marital <laughs> baby rape. Oh, <laughs> not a sentence uttered ever before. <laughs> <laughs> they got married at two days old and she put out. Oh, it was what the baby was wearing. Yeah, diapers. God, what a what a whore. She was asking for that dick. Oh, this is awful. Can we stop? (laughs) But Cameron, it's in such good taste. Oh, yeah. Just like. Also, I don't believe that Rob Schneider has any talent at or actual training in physical comedy. No, he doesn't. It's like he Googled ground or second city improv class webinar. Yeah, for physical comedy. And he's like, Buster Keaton, I can do that, right? Don't even worry about it. I got this. So David Spade comes into the same clinic that Rob had cut in line for his deep cut earlier. And he's like, yeah, I think my leg fell asleep. I got to see a doctor. And she's like, oh, go right through, Mr. Spade. And then he's like, oh, I've got I've got number 117. After being like, David, it's me. And, you know, since he's in clown makeup and, you know, black eyed, he's like, I don't know that guy. Yeah. And just like, can we hurry it up? There's or the, there's weirdos out here. And he's number. David OK, said. so to be number 117, there would have to be 100, presumably like 50 or 60 people in line in front of him because his wife, Patricia, says, Oh, we're on number 50 something. But in the lobby, there is nobody else there. Yeah, no, there's I think there's like one guy in the background. Yeah. Just showing how cheaply this show is fucking made is like, oh, yep. there's 50 more people than the line that there actually is, which explains why the doctor can literally walk out and meet David Spade in the front part of the reception area rather than back where he should be working. Yeah. So after the justifiable schadenfreude, we come to the end of part one of Real Rob. Thank fuck. Huh. It's a struggle, Cameron. It really is. It's kind of struggles real. (laughs) Hashtag real Rob. Yep. Yep. In the next episode, we will review the remaining four episodes. Gang in shape. Oh boy, that's clever, is it not? And others. And we will also go into our verdicts 
uh, what the critics said about real Rob, our continued distaste for Rob, and other things. Yeah. But, Aaron, what's your verdict on the first half of Real Rob? Uh, it's a like a weird... It's not entertaining, but it's... I don't know. I, I feel like it's interesting to see what Rob Schneider thinks is real. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like a we're in a man session. Yeah. Like... It's such a crazily different perspective of what he thinks is funny and is no- the norm for human beings than me because it's not the same like any of it. And then parts of it are just so abrasively offensive or just underwritten like Meh, it's funny because fat people are fat or ah, ha, ha, it's funny because drugs do that like it's the laziest sitcom writing in a show that isn't a sitcom you know like all the writing feels like single cam or multi-camera sitcoms but it's like here's this comedy comedian's show that he gets to make himself and he has full creative control and he wrote it like this and it's fucking awful. He gets to. He funded it himself. Yeah, pretty much. It's very apparent. Yeah. So that that's my verdict. My verdict is I hate it. <laughs> but I still think it's ridiculous enough and so offensive and like offensive enough to where it's like, oh, dear God, why? Or it's like fine. I'll watch more. God. Yeah, I. It's so. It's, parts of it just feel so empty, though. Like this scene was pointless. That scene was pointless. There aren't jokes in this. Like there, there aren't like jokes through most of it. It's just like it's him being a dick bag, and then some jokes. Like you either make it all that he's a dick bag, and that's the joke, and you go over the board over the top with it. Or it's all jokes. Like this weird middle ground is just weird and awful and not like you can't get into a rhythm with this show. Yeah, because the thing about like network multicam sitcoms is that they have a rhythm. They're like seen here, seen there, seen at like fixed locations and sets that they have built for years because yeah. There, it's expensive to shoot them, but the sets are maintained so that production cost is down. And they're cut within an inch of their lives because like, they have to cut in under 22 minutes so that they have enough advertising space for commercial breaks. Whereas this is like, it's a half hour of like, hey, we have enough limbless, like lifeless material to shove into that extra eight minutes. Let's do it. Oh boy. It's kind of going to be the best. It's kind of similar to why a lot of people, I don't think like the fourth season of arrested development because the time constraints actually kind of helped that show be more concise. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think Rob Schneider has the genius or the wherewithal to do anything on the level of Mitch Hurwitz. No, of course not. 
He's Rob fucking Schneider. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> so I don't know if it belongs in the catastrophe section, but if there is like a best of clip show that we cut together ourselves, that belongs there. But as a whole, no. Unless you're yeah, no. morbidly. Not so far. It, Maybe four through eight will be fucking incredible, but I doubt it. If you have a suicide pact and want something to leave as a note for like, well, I know why they did that, then this is the series to go out on. Yeah, I guess. Have like an elaborate drinking game where you're like, every time there's a, oh, you're sleeping on the couch moment, you take a shot and you want to die from alcohol poisoning, you know, go for it. Yep. Anyway, I don't really have the energy to do what's on my radar this week. Fair enough. Yeah, this one was draining. Yes. Yeah. A lot. When we review series with more than like two episodes being reviewed, it's it's a slog. Yeah, it is a bit of it. Especially um, when Rob Schneider is involved. He's awful. Ugh. And his glasses don't match his face. No, but he does look better than I thought he would look as a person. <laughs> he looks a lot I, less like a... He looks like a human. Yeah, he doesn't look like a Jewish anthropomorphic, like Oscar the Garbage Monster from Sesame Street. Yeah, he doesn't look like a characterization of a Jew drawn by like a neo-Nazi. Or, he yeah. does, he, he's not a caricature in this. He's not a visual caricature in this which is weird because he is in every single other movie he's in but in this he looks like a person which i was very surprised by like every time he's on screen i'm like isn't that rob schneider doesn't look like him but it is because he looks like a person i don't know it's weird it was just they shot it so differently yeah um, but there is a really good article review on AV Club called If Imitation is the Sincerest Form of Flattery, Real Rob Flatters No One. <laughs> so, yeah, and they gave it a D minus on the three episodes that they were allowed to screen, which weren't good. even the first three episodes. They were like later mm -hmm. in the season. Weird. Yeah. But. We will share more of our thoughts next time on the catastrophe section. Yes. Anything else? No. All right, let's outro. Outro. It's coming to an outro. Outro. We're leaving you today. Outro. This is the outro. This is fuck the you. F that starts out with fuck Rob Schneider. He's really bad. Dumb. And is for no, you shouldn't have watched the show right here on Netflix, which will buy anything. Oh, but do watch No, You Shut Up because it's good. That's my watch that's what? My quick No, You Shut Up. I haven't seen it with Paul F. Tompkins. I'm telling everybody's. Oh, it, it's cool. And what's watch uh, Transparent Season 2 on Amazon? Yeah. And Horace and Pete.
Louis C.K. And then shit the floor. <laughs> Avant-garde shit the floor stand-up. I love it. All right. Cameron out. <laughs>